It's What's a fantastic up? Taco Tuesday today. Did you have tacos today? I sure did. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. <laughs> Taco Tuesday just came to mind for some reason. So I <laughs> but, uh, okay, well, yeah. they're tacos. Good for you. <laughs> holiday like a true, true American. <laughs> God bless your soul. Welcome to the award-winning podcast on and off the field brought to you by Next Gen Sports Media, NSPN, and Fast Track Cannabis Clinics of America. I did that without even looking at it. That's nice. pretty good. I think I nailed it. I think I nailed it. Um, first, right off the bat, we obviously have to discuss some some stuff that went down over mm-hmm. the past uh, you know, couple of days. I forgot what day it was last week. I believe it was either Thursday or Friday. If you know, I don't know if you know what day it was. Uh, exactly. Friday. Was it Friday? Okay. Yeah, it was Friday. So the NFL decided to do some, you know, some digging through 650,000 emails of Washington football team, you know, executives, members, officials, who everyone on the in the Washington football team, because mm-hmm. obviously everything has been going on with that organization. They, they they went through everything during their search. Um, apparently the only person that is going to get in trouble for anything, at least so far is John Gruden. They found a lot of emails, including John Gruden. And last Friday, specifically the one that got released was his racist email, uh, talking about back in 2011, talking about the head of the NFL PA, I believe during the, the, the strike, the player strike. That's, that was the general gist of what I got. I don't remember the Mm -hmm. person he was talking about's name, but um talking about them and the the leader of the nflpa said a racist trope and he was got in a lot of trouble he started apologizing immediately and you know it seemed like he was going to get a slap on the wrist and we were going to move on with our days well come sunday and uh well last night actually on monday a lot more got released new york times posted an article they came out with an article that laid out everything he had his racist comments misogynistic and sexist homophobic slurs used talking about roger goodell michael sam and the homophobic ones are the ones that like really scary because like uh carl ryan nassib carl nassib carl nassib yeah carl i don't want to say ryan carl nassib is on his team the man the first person to ever come out openly as, as gay while in the nfl Mm-hmm. while active and he's on his team it, it was shocking it was really shocking so all these emails get released with all these things that he said you know sharing pictures of washington football team cheerleaders that are posing topless which obviously started with the washington football team but he was still involved in this the article was shocking and obviously he moved fast everyone moved very quickly and he ended up be basically being forced to resign before he was fired so that's just a quick mm. spiel of everything in case anyone missed it um hard to believe if you did but the official stance from my side from the left side of the screen right now i'll let mm-hmm. Durf do his his thing as well <laughs> but from at least from the left side of the screen right now we support zero percent of anything that was said and just reason before we went live the bucks also removed john gruden from their ring of honor so the buccaneers also doing the right thing um just getting rid of him and their organization we do not support a single thing that was said in the amount of support that he has received in the social media community is absolutely absurd and if you are one of those people that are okay with the things he said that don't think you should have been fired and want to make excuses. We don't need you here. Okay. Okay. We don't want it. I don't need it. I don't want to deal with it. You're disgusting. He's disgusting. And that's all I have to say for right now. Well, we'll continue this in a second, but I'll give Durf his <laughs> chance. Um, yeah. I mean, I completely agree with you there. Um, that's something that obviously, <clears throat> on off the field has zero tolerance for that for this um this is a changing time in the nfl that we've we've seen really 
exponentially grow uh, last year. Um, continuing to see it this year, we literally see it on the back of players' helmets, in the end zones, and racism, stop hate. And this piece of trash slipped through the cracks of a worldwide sports media broadcast group, whatever. And this was allowed. And I'm I'm glad that it came to a point from last year when the Washington football team basically got caught for doing all this terrible these terrible things and they're digging into this and we see now ten years ago that this guy is saying this and and repeatedly and he can say whatever he wants at a press conference but it doesn't doesn't change the fact that that's who he is off air. Um, let's see. He was because he was e- so he was a, an analyst for ESPN when that happened, and the fact that ESPN didn't have a search or anything that you know any trigger words that they just let their emails go through, like that should be that's a, that should be a most immediate red flag there. Um, let's see here. I didn't. I didn't. I really didn't like the fact that the Raiders let him coach this weekend, um, and that to me that falls on ownership. Ownership was in disbelief that that when the first article got released that it was going to, and you said you know it's going to be a slap on the wrist, he's going to move on, and it was it was methodical on how these articles got released and how these emails surfaced, and that first one should have been the immediate X. John Gruden is fired. The interim coach has now is now taking over Sunday, and maybe they would have won because we saw this with the players on Sunday. They didn't want to play for him. Why would they want to play for someone who's misogynistic, homophobic, and racist? That's why they lost. That that's absolutely why they lost. Um, and I I did I just didn't see Gruden as being very apologetic, and it, it's it's really. It's very disgraceful to see that as one of the 32 head coaches, only 32 head coaches in the NFL is like that. And it's, it's, it's just disgusting. Um, but yeah, and I, I didn't see anything about, I saw notification uh, about Tampa, um, but I think I, I didn't get into it uh, before the show, but I think that's awesome that that's immediately, now we're we're scrubbing it, and we're we're gonna get it clean, and we're gonna look towards a brighter future uh, in the NFL, and quit looking at, and you know, eliminate these these bad images that the NFL has allowed to happen. Yeah, the NFL has been known as you know, like a what what do they call it, like the good boys club for a long right. time. You know, the old white rich guys are in charge of everything. It doesn't even go back that far when the Texans owner said. You know, when the when the, when the players were just starting to, like, learn, hey, we're in charge of this. We're the players. Yep. And he referred to them as the prisoners running the jail or whatever. Like, that, yeah. that's the kind of stuff that we're trying to weed out of the league now. And I'm going to play a video here. And this goes with the title of this episode. If you're, you know, these these, these do have titles um, where he says, John Gruden is just a small tree in a large forest. And I'm just going to play this real quick from, uh, let me get the, the right name here. It's from Jim Trotter from the NFL Network. Let's get this uh, get this up here. Let me know if the, the audio actually works. Yeah, let me say this to you both first. I speak for myself, not for anyone else up here, not for Steve or anyone else. I am completely exhausted by this. I'm exhausted by the constant attacks on black people in this league. Look. We can focus on John Gruden here. John Gruden is a very small tree in a very large forest, in my um, opinion, of passive aggressive behavior towards black people at the NFL. I feel that way. Now, why do I say that? Number one, when you look at the leadership of this league, we are not represented. You look at the league office. I was told there are 11 executive vice presidents, only two of color. You look at our NFL media group where we're covering a player population that is 70% black. There are no blacks in decision-making positions at senior management level here at the NFL Network. So now let's go to on the field, where we talk about head coaches and general managers. For three years now, we've been told that the reason that there is a lack of diversity among those hires 
is because of the lack of a pipeline. That's ridiculous. Yep. It is utterly ridiculous. What we have here is John Gruden saying out loud, at least on paper, what many, well, I shouldn't say many, because I don't think there are many, what some at the highest levels of the NFL feel about black people. And that's disturbing to me. So when we look at why aren't we being put in positions of power or authority in the NFL, is it because some owners think the way John Gruden thinks? Because what he said to me was completely offensive. And look, this league was built on the blacks, as this league is now, is built on the blacks of black labor, these players. So to have a comment like that about a black man in this league, can't accept it, can't tolerate it. And I think it speaks to a larger problem at the NFL that needs to be addressed. Why do you coach someday? I have no idea. You would have to ask Mark Davis. Yeah. I mean, he sums it up perfectly right there about what we're, what yeah. we're trying to get across. Absolutely. Small tree, big forest. This is just the first step. And if, if I do get to the comments here, you know, hits here, what's going on? Hor- horny gnome bar. What's going on, man? How you doing? Stands in here, only likes John Madden. Um, we'll get to that question in a second. But, yeah, Brandon's in here, Rapid Dave, strikeout beer. Tying open up everyone's email ever sent by coach or staff. At this point, you should be like, – I think it's the same thing you kind of said with ESPN. Um they should be scrubbing for these kinds of things with their employees looking mm-hmm. for these kinds of emails and whatnot. The fact that we found this 10 years later is disturbing. We're lucky that we found it at all. This guy could have kept coaching if we didn't, right. find, if the NFL didn't find this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and people are saying, well, it's t- why are we digging up things from 10 years ago? If we, if this was found the day it was sent, if these emails are found the day they were, cause it's not just 2011, these emails go all the way up to 2019. Some of these mm-hmm. emails that were found. Like yeah. the homophobic ones and misogynist ones talking about like how he was completely against there being female referees, you know, complete, completely crazy things to say. So this goes all the way up to 2019. This guy has been a piece of garbage pretty much his entire life. Just open this up. There has to be some kind of, I, I know there's a privacy level here, so it's, it's very tough waters to enter, but there has to be some kind of scrubbing. It's just, just this. I would like to see just to see what they could find some auditing. I don't know, but this, this can't, this kind of stuff cannot continue to go on ever again. Yeah. I mean, so I, I, I get the, the privacy thing, but I also feel like, you know, any job you, any new job you, you get, um, you literally sign policy paperwork stating that under working for this company, uh, if anything does happen, then you know the company owns the right to uh, search any work email, any situation like that. Um, and it just means that they weren't. This is this is continuing to look bad for ESPN, and I don't know. It's just disgusting. Um, and kind of like I said in the end, there, you know, why do you play on Sunday? And because ownership didn't. Uh, didn't think it was going to be that big of a deal. And that's, that's, uh, that's sad. I was fully prepared to just watch this guy walk away from this. I was yeah. prepping, I was prepping myself to come on this show today mm-hmm. and be, and, and say that, wow, they let a racist guy get away and continue to coach. So, um, it, and I, I guess like you, you said something that you said something that I'm interested about, like they, someone released these emails strategically right the first one was the racist one and it's just like okay so this is just like the first the first Mm -hmm. hit so it's like okay now this guy's in the open in the public eye he's already in trouble and then bam here comes the flood and now there's like if they all came out at once then it's like oh okay then people don't have time to process then maybe we just move on this has trickled over a couple days so maybe it was strategic by somebody i like that it's very interesting uh, however, like they say, it's a business. Any business can audit their company emails. Yeah, it's it's a very fine line when it comes to privacy. But like both you guys just said, mm-hmm. you work for a company, and the company has the right to protect themselves. And if that means yep. scrubbing emails, that's that's what it'll be. Yeah. And do you think that's a problem happening in Jacksonville? I don't know what's happening in Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That's a whole different side of the spectrum in Jacksonville, and it, it's just as bad, but it is weird and weird confusing. is a good word for it. Yeah. And 
it's just it's not working out right now. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's his first year with mm-hmm. Jacksonville. They're zero and five. He's he's canceling team meetings. He's not flying. And, and and there was another head coach that when he didn't fly back with the team after one of the games, and that's the one where he stayed in whatever city he was in and went dancing with that girl. The head one of the head coaches from another team came out and said, unless it's like a family emergency or something crazy, coaches yeah. always fly back with their team. Mm-hmm. Like that's usually a get. Like you don't just sit around and then just go to the bar that night. That's not a thing. Those guys, un- Urban Meyer is an unprofessional head coach. Mm-hmm. He seems immature. He seems he's just an awful. I, I would I'd be scared to see his emails. <laughs> Put it that way. At this point, <laughs> apparently the weird stuff happens in emails. Let's let's just take a look at Urban Meyer's emails real quick. I I would guarantee that's going to be some weird stuff. Yeah. But, I'm going yeah, back I mean, to my Twitter feed real quick because I'm I, <laughs> just just so everyone's clear uh-huh. because I know some people are having some issues understanding what happened. The NFL did not intend to publicly release any of these written materials related to the inve- investigation into the Washington football team. So an 11th month, 11 month investigation involving hundreds of witnesses and 650,000 plus emails led us to the John Gruden emails. So far, nothing on Washington, but. That that's basically how we got to where we are right now. Right, and I I think there might not be anything for Washington just right now. Um, I think that's mainly because they're still trying to get the pieces together. Um, they're still doing the, investigations. I mean, the, oh, the yeah. building just got raided by the damn FBI the other right. day. Right, they got like... a, a coach <laughs> on the on the staff is doing what is going something on? very bad. Um, and I think that's a situation where they they want all the pieces in front of them so they can make a, you know, a, you know, a better decision on the situation and kind of understand the situation a little better. This is just someone who's a terrible person who has no right to be in the NFL anymore. And that, that, that's it. Absolutely. Get, get that. Let, let the public know, like, I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, as far as players seeing a leader that they are not willing to play under that, yeah. Oh yeah. That goes for urban too. Yeah, oh, for yeah. Gruden and Urban. Oh, yeah. The players, there's been several several reports from team reporters. They have no affiliation with the like ESPN. These are just team reporters yep. that talk with players, and they say players do not respect Urban Meyer. It's a joke down there right now. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer's a piece of garbage, obviously, but this is part of a larger group where their issues are slipped under the rug. Yeah. And some people brought up past issues like Stephen A. Smith's comments on Otani, Shohei Otani, that just happened a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. For some reason, he got away with that. And Stephen A. Smith, I mean, if he let, if he got fired from ESPN, I mean, ESPN would suffer for that because you know for a fact Stephen A. Smith would just get picked up by another network head, and they'd be the next big popular network, whoever can right. afford him. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's all we have to say on that. Just to wrap it up in a nice tight bow, mm-hmm. John Gruden, piece of garbage. Glad he's gone. Um, and I'd like to say we never see him again and no one ever hires him for any role in in a sports role ever again. But I know that's probably far fetched. We'll see. Right. I'm just I'm just waiting for the day, whether it's years down the road or not, that he gets hired mm-hmm. by someone to do something and I'm gonna throw up. So whew. we didn't even floss or nothing. We didn't do nothing. Didn't that's okay. Floss. People know how to floss. Follow, like, observe, subscribe, and share anything on off the field related. Um, since we talked a lot about off the field bad things, let's talk about on uh, off the field good things. Yeah, how about that? Let's turn the mood around real quick. Uh, we have Jared Goff, the Lions quarterback, is the week five NFLPA community MVP. He distributed more than 40,000 pounds of fresh food and supplies to 500 food insecure families in, De- in Detroit. Since he arrived in Detroit, uh, he made a difference in the community. In August, he partnered with the Detroit Lions Foundation. So all the proceeds of his JG16 apparel line are donated and distributed throughout Detroit for mutually agreed upon youth initiatives. Uh, He still does stuff back in California because he was obviously with the Rams. 
So he does a partnership with the Inglewood Unified School District in California, and Goff provided a newly remodeled library and groundbreaking for a new STEM lab and makerspace at Warren Lane Elementary School. The efforts, all of these, over a five-year span uh, of this charitable work, work is up to $250,000, the equivalent of 1 million meals, to the Los Angeles Food Pantry and 20,000 masks for the t- students of the Inglewood Unified School District and their families. He also purchased and donated backpacks for 1,000 first through third graders in hopes of leveling California's educational playing field. Yeah. Jared Goff, a good man, good guy. He does not deserve the treatment that the Detroit Lions give him. Absolutely. <laughs> he doesn't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Oh, I laugh, but I, I got a video saved for when we talk about the Lions here in a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I laugh, but it's no laughing matter. Oh, yeah. He's poor, he's poor Lions back-to-back weeks. I I was out driving when I saw the tweet come across. And the first tweet was Lions go up by two with like 23 seconds left or something. Mm -hmm. It's just like, wow, they scored a touchdown. All right, they're up. There's like no time left. They're playing the Vikings. Okay, this is it. This is it. And then like like a minute later, I see a tweet come across that goes, uh, I'm so sorry for Lions fans. I was like, oh, no, say it ain't so. <laughs> yeah. Say it ain't so. What happened? <laughs> another another loss on a last second field goal. Uh-huh. Well, we break down our games, the good, the bad, and the who cares. Let's talk about the good. Yeah. Let's talk about some good football right off the bat. How do you feel about those bills? I feel great. All right, on to the next game. No, <laughs> no, I feel really good, and I think this was absolutely what the Bills needed. This is this the the score is I think closer than what you actually saw during the game. Um, that Chiefs defense is horrendous, and the Bills defense clearly figured out how to stop Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes looked absolutely human. Um, four turnovers for the Chiefs. That's that's huge. And yeah, this was the number one ranked defense that Patrick Mahomes did not beat this time around. And I love it. Finally, the Bills finally pulled through. Yeah. TJ's in the house. What's going on, Mr. TJ? Go Jets. Super Bowl champs 30 21, baby. Let's go. Let's go. I feel, like those year, I, feel, I feel like the year for the, the Jets and the, the Cowboys, when we see in the comments, the year just keep going up and up and up. Yeah, it's like one like the first week of the NFL. TJ comes in and the Jets are Super Bowl champions, and maybe like twenty fifty. Yeah, we're yeah. all the we're all the way up to thirty twenty one now. Whew. Yeah. An entire not a century. What's a thousand years? What's the word for that? I don't know. It's not a millennia, is it? That's a million years. Or is that a thousand? No, I think that is a thousand. Yeah, because we're because millennials Cause, are the people that went into the year two thousand, right? Two thousand, yeah. So yeah, millennia. That's that's pretty good. I pulled that one out of my ass. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Chiefs were um, awful. Oh, that man. was. I mean, I've seen that. I've watched them play some bad football this year, but that was bad. They couldn't yeah. run the ball. They couldn't get anyone open. Holy baloney! And the Bills. Josh Allen was running like a maniac. I love it when. He does that. That's that when I, when I see Josh doing mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, that's how I know the Bills are going to win. Is when you see Josh just kind of like he sees that lane, and he's gone for 20 yards. Doesn't even think about it. I love right. seeing that. It's not it's never a bad decision where he just like, "Oh, no one's open. I'm going to pull it down and just run." It's like he runs a straight line cuz he knows that gap there. His vision is mm-hmm. amazing this year. He had the deep ball going, intermediate. He had everything working. The I don't. I don't think the Bucks are better than the Bills right now. I really don't. No, because we've seen the Bucks struggle, and the only time we saw the Bills yeah. struggle was Week One, which I think a lot of teams struggle Week One. Right. I'm, I'm calling that preseason Week Four for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at the Packers. Look yeah. What happened to them Week One? And now they're also four and one, right, with the Bills. So, I think we've seen the Bucks struggle more often. So I, I, I think the Bills right now, yeah, are Super Bowl favorites. 
I, I think the Bucks struggle because that they, they are injury depleted. Their defense but I is in shambles. I, I still think secondary. I still think the Bills are playing better. Yeah, I I would happen to agree. Let's talk about Russ. You, we'll get to the bad in a moment. We're talking about the good right now. The good, the bad, and the who cares. Don't worry. We'll talk about Russ. Andy, Andy Reid, the Raiders need a new head coach. Just saying. I think he's good. But he can promote Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. And just coach the Chiefs, and then Andy Reid can go to the Raiders. There you go. Problem solved. Serious question: Are the Cowboys pretenders? Or cont- they're contenders. The defense has stepped up tremendously. Yeah. Trayvon Diggs is an absolute monster. He has six interceptions through five weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, the defense, I, I think the pass rush, the linebacking core is – Micah Parsons is getting better, I think. Yeah. He, he's, he's getting better as it goes on. Yeah. Um, but, but the offense, if Zeke is going, which Zeke has picked it up these past two weeks, mm-hmm. I mean, this this offense is crazy. It's ridiculous, especially yeah. now you got Dalton Schultz involved, looking like Travis Kelsey. Like that's 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 the, that's his performance level right now. Dalton Schultz has been looking amazing. Yeah, I, I think they're com- they're complete contenders right now. I would I would agree. I know it's early and it's the Cowboys, so anything can happen. But <laughs> if I had to talk on it right now, from what I've been seeing, yeah, I love the Cowboys. Almost beat the Bucks in Week One. Yeah, that was a close game. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I like the Cowboys. Any any last thoughts on your Bills before we move on? Um, so I'll I'll say I'll say a couple, a couple of things real quick here. Um, we don't we we won't get I don't I don't want to get into it too much because we kind of talked about it on Sunday night in our group and uh, you know we have TikToks out there that kind of reinforce oh. the idea here. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's just it was just terrible terrible commentating by Sunday night and. There was one thing that I, I brought up that I don't think if I I didn't think I put in the group, but they talked about it on the on in the end the game, and they blatantly said that the Bills holding penalties were because the Bills were trying to do what the Chiefs do game in and game out. So you're telling me that an NFL team does not get flags called be, and they're intentionally holding every game and another team tries to, to copy them and then they call it. That is bias officiating. That is bias commentating and it needs to stop. I'm just glad the Bills put, stomped on the Chiefs throat and said not this time. And it's just that's just, the Chiefs are I don't know, it frustrates me because <laughs> the Chiefs they get away with so much and you know they the, the Bills got called for a holding call you know on that on that big play that, that big drive that we saw a lot of good plays kind of towards the end of the game wasn't holding on Mitch Morse. I no. you know that we, we we you know you put up a TikTok for that and it was great. Um the roughing the passer absolutely it gets questioned on the field Andy Reid slipping out on the sideline because he's now watching his team get their ass handed to him and basically what it is. Um if it was any other quarterback, that would have been a call all day, roughing the passer. You can't lift your body up and drive the player to the ground. That's why we have these safety safety protocols in place for quarterbacks, because we know it's a quarterback league. It's a passing league. You have to protect, protect the quarterback. That right there tells me that there's indecisiveness on whether or not Josh Allen is a good quarterback in the NFL. I have no doubt, but the officiating apparently does, um, and it's disgraceful. Um, and I don't know. I guess the last thing here, the Chiefs' defense is just terrible. Um, you can talk about Daniel Sorensen all day, but he is terrible. The Bills had wide-open receivers down the field, and Josh Allen used his arm and put that ball where it needed to be. So, I mean, I, I've seen it a lot of places. There's still a lot of doubt on the Bills. People are thinking, oh, the Chiefs are going to be fine. The Bills are number one in the league. You can t- think maybe the Arizona Cardinals, but no, it's the Bills. This is the most complete team I want to see in the NFL right now. I'm more cautious about the Cardinals than I am the Cowboys at this point. Right. To be completely honest, I, I've seen the Cardinals fall apart too many times halfway through a season. Yep. So I'm keeping an eye on the Cardinals. They're 5-0. They're and they look good. 
the offense has explosive tendencies. The defense mm-hmm. is also very good. So I could see why people would think they'd be they're serious contenders, but I'm gonna wait. I'm I'm just that's just from like an NFC West perspective. That's just yeah. me. So uh our next one we got the Colts at the Ravens. And the Colts absolutely dominated that first half. The Ravens only scored three points. Lamar Jackson was being contained. He couldn't throw the ball. Things were just ugly, ugly for the Ravens. And then apparently Lamar took a poop at halftime. We all know what happens to teams after Lamar takes a poop. He goes in there and drops one, and he comes out firing. The dude tore up the Colts. And, you know, the excuses start flying. And I guess I understand that there was injuries in the Colts secondary. I, I guess I under I understand. But Lamar Jackson, over 400 yards passing. I think he had like 503 yards of like the total offense of the Ravens, which was like 520 something. Like but he was the entire offense. Uh, for the Ravens and he wins it in overtime after Rodrigo Blankenship misses shockingly misses two field goals one to win it at the end Um, so they do come out on top I'm just still you know Lamar Jackson's the hero and he's putting up all these stats like always it's not sustainable football right and people keep saying, oh, well, you guys are eating your words now that Lamar's not a quarterback. And like, I'll hang on to those words. He had a good game. It's not sustainable. And it's not going to win him playoff games. Nope. It's just not. But it, it was a good game for – I put it in the good because it was a good game on Monday mm-hmm. night, and Lamar did play well. And it's also right. the reason that I won my fantasy football matchup and went three and zero in my fantasy football leagues this weekend because Jonathan Taylor absolutely went off. Nice, scored me thirty points. Nice. Oh, speaking of, speaking of fantasy, uh, I won about by I won by ninety. Nice. In the in the podcast group here, uh, before Monday night's game, I was up. Uh, I think I was up one hundred and thirty points. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> And did, uh, did they did they start players like they did they you... did <laughs> they oh just did not get... I just had a lot of explosive players on my team I guess this week but uh they they put up almost fifty to kind of make a, a run and a comeback but it, it wasn't happening but no um, that's, that's but yeah that was a... it was uh I was surprised to see that when I was all tapped out on point for fantasy I was like I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you just look at that score and you're like, yeah, I'm going to win. <laughs> that ha- that kind of happened in the NSPN league that I'm in. Are, oh, I don't yeah. know if you, are you in that one too or I don't think I am, no. No. Um yeah, I I scored I think like 194. Nice. And my opponent had like 132. So that that was my big my big win, but you apparently dominated that. <laughs> And Lamar is why we list our fantasy football. Yeah, my parents got burnt by uh, Lamar. They were winning, and then Lamar just went off. So it's it's unfortunate. Our other good game, we have the Browns at the Chargers. This game was an absolute just sling fest in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. I think they said six touchdowns were scored in the fourth quarter in this game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... Justin Herbert, obviously a beast. But Baker Mayfield, I, I saw someone say it. That I don't think I, they said nobody. I say top five, but he they said nobody does less with more than Baker Mayfield. He has a Super Bowl level roster, but just can't pull off these wins. Is it really on him? though he's doing his best out there i feel but is is this loss on baker mayfield i don't think it is i think it falls on the defense and the fact that six touchdowns got scored in the fourth quarter alone means that the defense was was gassed on both sides and when you look at mayfield versus herbert and the herbert's talent around him with you know Austin Eckler, like I'm gonna look at the Chargers to take that one. The the Browns, I don't think they're set up for a shootout like this, and it clearly shows. And 
but yeah, I mean, I it was a definitely a high scoring game. You know, if you, I don't even know what the over under on this game was, but it was like I think the Chargers went over. The Chargers had the over by themselves. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably <laughs> at least um, close. <laughs> and it, it makes me question the Browns' defense. And, and you know, when I look at this game, you know, we we we, we talked about how how the Browns' defense is. You know, they they stop you. They you know they they added the players they needed to this year. Um, you know, when you, you think of a good defense, the Browns do come up. Um, I would say at least top 10, uh, maybe closer to top five most most games. This is not a, a top five defense to let this many points happen. And, you know, it, it's, it's concerning. And it, it's weird. It just seems weird to me because I've seen the way the – not to go back to the Bills, but the Bills have really kind of put a lot of teams, besides that week one, out of close games. Um, like a lot of the Bills games, they're they're not close, and I it's been it's been weird for me this year because I've seen a lot of close games, and I don't know, I don't know what it is. Um, these top you know, these top teams that you expect a good defensive game to happen and then you get this kind of closeness which is at a lower scoring game it's you know it's better defense um what we'll talk about next here but i don't know i mean it's good for the chargers the chargers you know last year were blowing these games um in like the last two minutes you know they're close and they give up a touchdown they go for the win the touchdown doesn't count and it's not a catch they miss a field goal and that's this is the next step the Chargers are taking, and um, I mean, good for them. This is a look, look at these guys to take the AFC West. I'm, I'm gonna call it now. I think the Chargers are gonna take it. Yeah, some I think I personally believe the, the one reason there's a singular reason why the Chargers won this game, mm-hmm. and it's the balls and the coaching prowess of Brandon Staley. This yeah. guy is a this is this he, this guy could be one of the next greatest head coaches ever, and that's because he's using balls, and he's also using analytics. Mm-hmm. He's using both, and that's right. what a, like a lot of teams either use one or the other. So it's like I'm just going to go for everything with no you know method or reasoning, right? And then you have the people that just go all analytics and. A lot of the time that puts them in trouble. Or you got Pete Carroll, who's a, a wimp and like will punt it from <laughs> they'll be in the opponent's 35 yard line and it'll be fourth and inches and he'll punt it still. Like it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> Brandon Staley went for it on fourth and eleven at one point in the fourth quarter, which led to a touchdown. That's impressive. So I believe he's the reason they won that game. And I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be the reason the Chargers are gonna be a top team, top three team here in the coming for the future. Because it's a young team with a lot of talent. It's only going to yeah. get better, I think. Big, Baker Mayfield's not the problem. Browns have an average to good defense, but lots of to improve on the defensive side of the ball, says TJ. Yeah, bigger, I, with Baker, to just wrap this up real quick, it's harder to get better than Baker, but it's easier to get worse than Baker, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like yep. To get to, to improve on the level of talent you have with Baker Mayfield, it'll be tougher. To find a quarterback, if you, if you got rid of him the next day and like went into the draft or tried to find somebody, like it's gonna be harder to find a better quarterback. You could easily get worse though. So that's, that's basically how I look at it. Yeah, uh, I put this one in the good because the Cardinals beat the 49ers 17 to 10. I put this one in the good one because it was a defensive battle. Trey Lance fought hard in his first mm-hmm. official start. Um he this offense struggled and i don't know if it was entirely his fault he was basically the just like lamar jackson trey lance was the offense and he he put his body on the line a few times which is a mistake but you know he did his best but the cardinals looked pretty good on offense the defense stepped up when it needed to overall Mm -hmm. just a great nfc west battle Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a. I think this is an NFC West game that you, I would would think that most people would want to see more often than not, um, because it really does show the the endurance. I would say the endurance of a team, 
um, in these kind of low-scoring slugfest games. And it, it's to me, it's surprising to see the score that low with the amount of highlights I've been forced to watch on the Cardinals and the receivers <laughs> catching all these crazy insane balls because Kyler Murray can't throw the ball in a normal area. He's got to throw it to the sideline and make the receivers like reach over the sideline five feet and put the hand on the ball and hold it still while they fall to the ground. Yeah. Thank God he has um, talented receivers or else he right? a lot of drops. Like a couple of receivers get hurt and the Arizona Cardinals are done. Like that's what it is. Um, but yeah, I mean Trey Lance definitely kind of similar to like you know a Lamar situation we saw this weekend uh, last night. Um, he did get a little banged up. There's a little concern. You know, luckily they're on a bye this week, so it does give him the chance to get healthy. But you know, at the same time, it gives Jimmy G- Jimmy Garoppolo uh, to get healthy, which you know Kyle Shanahan is gonna more than likely put Jimmy G back in the lineup here uh, after the bye week if he's healthy. So. We uh we shall see. Yeah, we said that Trey Lance was going to be the new starter after the bye week, but after after a poor performance in the second half against the Seahawks and then a poor a relatively poor performance against the Cardinals, we'll definitely see Jimmy G back as soon as he's healthy. Yeah. Um, just for time's sake, well, I guess we'll we'll definitely talk about the Rams and the Seahawks Thursday night football. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, this seems like it happened like like a month ago. <laughs> Like the fact that I'm talking about this game right now and what happened in it, like it, it feels like it was just moments ago or like a month ago. I've been living this forever. Russell Wilson hurt his finger, so he'll be missing four to eight weeks, whatever his recovery time period is. Um, he uh, he had two separate injuries. He had surgery on Friday after the game, mm-hmm. and. It's going to be the Geno Smith show, but they brought in Blake Bortles for a workout, so that's the official sign of any team officially being like, you know, kind of their, their team screwed is when Blake Bortles enters the picture. Yeah, it, just, it kind of seems like you're reaching. It's a depra- desperation move, hoping well, they, that your team can emulate what he did for the Jaguars. They didn't uh, to the AFC Championship. They didn't want Nate Peterman. I wish. But he's he's busy backing up Derek Carr after he got his bell rung on Sunday. Yeah. He came in for a couple snaps. That was fun. Yeah. And it's the Geno Smith show for the next couple of weeks. Um, it'll be the first time Russell Wilson misses a start in his entire career, which I believe this is his tenth season, maybe. So this is it's um let's see, drafted twenty nine his ninth, yeah, twenty twelve. Okay. I think he got drafted. So it's just uh crazy yeah very upsetting and i think we're witnessing well i've already talked about it multiple times that we're witnessing the the downfall of my team the bills are on the rise (laughs) finally and (laughs) i guess the bills and the seahawks can't coexist so the seahawks had to fall another team's gonna fall yeah that's very possible (laughs) so i'm i'm bracing for the worst that's all i gotta say about that the rams looked okay they didn't the rams didn't do anything special they tore no. apart the Seahawks' absolutely dreadful defense. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. No, that's pretty uh, much it. Packers at the Bengals. Once again, I was in the car when this when this went down. <laughs> and Mason Crosby missed, what, four field goals? Four straight field goals? Yeah, three or four. It was, it, it was I, I want to say it was three for him. And it was two for Evan McPherson. Five and missed it, field goals within the yeah. last three minutes of the game, including overtime. Yep. Where any of those field goals would have won it for their team. Mm-hmm. Absolute. This is why it's in the bad category. Absolutely <laughs> dreadful. Mm-hmm. And I, I said this when on the Mason Crosby his first overtime kick. Like why? Why are you not? Because it would the play sequence was weird for the Packers. Yeah, they're like trying to set up the ball for him where he wants it and get him all comfortable and like taking time off the clock, and then he misses anyway. You just use that time and go score a touchdown because they were moving the ball just fine. They got mm-hmm. the ball in position and then they just stopped. They're like, all right, we're we're in field goal range. We'll just throw our hands up and let them kick it. 
So they're lucky they came out and won this game because McPherson missed his kick. Yeah. Dreadful. Despicable. Despicable. Um, <laughs> the Lions and the Vikings. Yeah, this is this is my next video I gotta play. When you uh when you see your players give all that they have and uh and you lose that way it's tough. You know, you don't want that for them. So um but we'll be better for it, you know. And there again, credit Minnesota, but um, you know, we we made the one mistake that cost us, you know, and uh and so ultimately you know, it uh, we didn't we didn't do enough to win, but I was proud of them, and I love the fight they have in them, and I love the grit. As much as much as we made fun of Dan Campbell in the off season when he got hired with his biting kneecaps, and mm-hmm. you know he seemed like kind of a meathead. This is a man that cares about his team, mm-hmm. his players, and I love that. I love that reaction. That would make me ha- proud to have him as a coach of my team, of any team. Yeah. Like, that's a guy who cares a lot. Oh, so, definitely. I just wanted to show that because when I saw that video, I was like, I, my, my perception of him changed completely. Mm-hmm. I still think he's goofy. I still think he's a meathead a little <laughs> bit. I still think I, if, if we saw him in practices, I'm sure he's just like what we saw with him biting kneecaps. I'm sure he's like that too, but to see that passionate side of him like that, to lose two in a row like they have, you know, it's just see a little bit of humanity there and a lot of passion. Yeah, it's a it's a super unfortunate loss for the Lions. Um yeah, I think they I honestly I think they should they should have won this game. But you know, this is the game of football and you know, kind of like what you just said, you know, Dan Cap- Dan Campbell has, I think, really shown that he was the right choice for this Lions team to try and get the most out of these guys. Um, the compassion he showed on the, on the podium, we wouldn't have seen um, from what's-his-face last year or the year before. Oh, I good, old, but, good old Maddie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is good. This is good for the Lions to to have this. Um, let's. I want. I really want to see them kind of grow on this and uh, get and get their first win. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Ex- I'm excited for their future. It's not. They're losing these close games against good teams, mm-hmm. which shows that they have potential. It's still the Lions, so I think they're just cursed. But um, <laughs> another bad game was the Eagles at the Panthers. It's strictly bad because the Panthers got outscored fifteen to three in the second half which is just dreadful, which is very depressing for that defense of the Panthers that I thought was much better than going 15-3 and three in the second half. I guess you put that as much as that on the offense as well as the defense. But still, yeah. Jalen Hurts ran all over them. Uh, the Bears at the Raiders, we talked about the Raiders losing. The Bears didn't do anything special, but I think the Raiders just – I wouldn't have blamed – I, w- I kind of want to just say they laid down. They wanted to lose that game. Just kind of oh, definitely kind of rub so. it in, you know. Uh, and then the Giants, the Cowboys. Um, I, I, I think yeah, I put this one in the bad category. The, the Cowboys beat the Giants 44 to 20. This is strictly in the bad category because this is apparently the point in the season where the Giants get decimated by injuries. We've officially reached that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Galladay hyperextended his knee. Saquon Barkley literally blew up his ankle. Like it was looked like his ankle had a tennis ball inside of it. Yeah. Um, Daniel Jones got concussed. He literally tried to stand up and walk back to the huddle, and he was stumbling around like a guy who's trying to walk home from the bar at 3 a.m. Um, not good. Whole team just no. poof, dead, gone. They just got done mm-hmm. putting the rookie corner on IR. He's done for the season with the yep. torn ACL. Yeah. Not, not good. Not good for the Giants. <laughs> and just to rattle off a couple more points, Jets lost to the Falcons in London. Nobody cares. The Steelers beat the Broncos. I guess is, the Broncos are who we thought they were. That 3-0 start was as <laughs> fake as could be. Uh, the Buccaneers destroyed the Dolphins 45-17. to Tom Brady threw five touchdowns, a whole bunch of yards. 
Saints at Washington. I don't even know what happened in this game, to be completely honest. I think Jameis Winston threw a Hail Mary that was caught for a touchdown, so that yep. was fun. But outside of that, I really don't know what happened in this game. I didn't pay attention to it. Uh, <laughs> Titans beat the Jaguars. Derrick Henry. It, just just Google Derrick Henry's career stats versus Jaguars. Just just Google that for a good <laughs> chuckle. That, I mean, it's disgusting what he does to this team. Um, and then the Patriots. It, if you have Derrick Henry on your fantasy football, football team and they're playing Jacksonville, you can just write in your win for that week because he's going to score you 30 <laughs> to 40 points. It's, it's asinine. Sorry. <laughs> it's just, I, someone posted it again after the game because the stats just keep getting crazier. This dude has rushed for like a billion yards and like 50 touchdowns on the Jaguars. It's it's crazy. Uh, and then the Patriots have the Texans. Patriots beat the Texans on a last-minute field goal, last-second field goal. Got pretty close there. Yeah, this was, a, this was another game that was tied at 22 apiece, yeah. getting close to the end of the game. And I was like... They actually made their kick. <laughs> they did. Nick Folk uh, did did his job. <laughs> Surprisingly. Like, apparently, the only kicker that could do his job this week because I, the tweet's probably too far buried for me to go look for it. Right. There was like eight. 15 missed field goals and 13 missed extra points or something crazy like that. I think it was 28 combined missed kicks this week. Yeah, it, it was insane. Um, but yeah, Davis Mills, I guess, looked good. I didn't really watch any game, but that's why it's in the who cares category. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the one tweet in the first half that said David Davis Mills threw it, ended with a throw, a passing touchdown on one of their drives where it lasted it was like 18 plays and took over 10 minutes off the clock they converted three third downs and one fourth down so they they basically wow. just like got they they used every single down possible on that drive down the field it was just hilarious <laughs> and just just to top it off the aggies beat alabama yeah but dj's my aggies beat the number 1 bama on saturday very good uh yeah that was impressive finally saw alabama lose a game never thought i'd live to see the day <laughs> all right let's do some picks yeah Week six baby um so we're gonna take uh let's flip a coin again what did i flip last week oh this part-time nerd thing all right blank side is tails and this is heads what do you call it i'm gonna call tails Tails never fails. It is tails, so you get to pick the first game of the week. First game of the week. Um, before I do, are we picking primetime games, or are we going to call those universal games to talk about? Yeah, pick whatever. All right. I think. Um, oh, I, we forgot to talk about this over the last week. I knew this was something yeah. we were supposed to do. Oh. So I'm I'm going to take Arizona at Cleveland. Oh, sauce. As my as my first game. I, I like that. It looks good. I want to see Baker versus Kyler. That just sounds like a good time. I mean, and we just a, got done watching, you know, Herbert go against Baker. Now yeah. we get Kyler event again. This, yeah. We could just see a repeat game, basically, of high scoring yeah. 40 points a team, mm-hmm. you know. I, I could definitely see that. It's going to be a great game. Who you got in that one? Uh, I'm going to take Cleveland on that one. Taking Cleveland, the bounce back. Yeah. Right. little bounce back game. I like it. I like it. Who am I going to take? Uh, Tampa Bay at Philly. No, I'm just kidding. How <laughs> awful. How oh. absolutely dreadful. Um, I really haven't looked at these games. I'm doing it right now. A comp- very ill-prepared. I am going to take uh, Buffalo at Tennessee, though, as my okay. number one at Tennessee and I'm going to take Buffalo to win but I I I would love to see Eric Henry carry this team though <laughs> like it's, if, it's, a, it's possible I and mean, we saw it last year but yeah the Bills if they have a weakness it's it's a minor weakness but even mm-hmm. against the Texans we saw a couple of runs get through them right and the Texans are not very good teams you know so you know where I'm leading Derek Henry has the lanes and the possibility to really get through, but the Titans are struggling with injuries. One of their offensive linemen mm-hmm. just retired. It's a mess over there in Tennessee <laughs> right now. But Derrick Henry is still Derrick Henry. Can the Bills yeah. slow down Derrick Henry enough to win? I think they do, but it'll still be a good game. 
I agree. Um, let's see. Number two, I'm gonna take the Chargers at Baltimore. Very good one. And I'm gonna take I'm taking the Chargers to win this too. Um I uh I think as much as Baltimore was able to pull up the com- pull the comeback here last night against the, the Colts, um, that just won't happen against the Chargers. Uh, I think the Chargers are definitely a more complete team. Um, you know, that, that Colts defense, it just seemed like they just, they gassed themselves. They were, they were only prepared to play, play, a, play a half. Uh, and then the Ravens were like, oh, they're not doing that anymore. We can score. All right, let's score. And then they pull up all these points and win in overtime. Um, but the Chargers are just they're and they're just they're a complete team. And I'm excited. I'm excited to watch this game to see kind of what the Chargers can do against Baltimore. So it'll be fun. Yeah, it was nice watching Derwin James finally be Derwin Derwin James. He was hard hitting, mm-hmm. making good tackles, plays in coverage even. I'm yep. still I'm still mad the Seahawks didn't get a chance to draft Erwin James because I, I absolutely love that kid. Um I'm gonna take Kansas City at Washington. And there's a nice. reason I'm taking this game. Okay. Is my game of the week. Um I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say KC wins because we've seen Washington have some issues on defense. This is close to being my upset one, but I'm not that confident. We have seen KC struggle, obviously. Mm -hmm. They've played good teams, uh, and and we've seen them struggle against good teams. But I want to see if the struggle continues against a not-so-great team. They even let the Eagles rack up 30 points on them. So this could be a big game. If Washington decides to show up, if their defense decides to show up for one game this year and it ends up being the Chiefs, we could see them fall. And this will be a huge talking point after next Sunday is if the Chiefs lose to the Washington football team. So something just oh, to def- watch for. That's why it's my game of the week. Just watch out for that one. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I, I looked at that one and I was tempted, but I was like, eh, no, nah, I'm good. Oh, let's take a look and see here. Casey at Washington, Buffalo, Tennessee. Running out of good games. Week six, a little dull. Uh, I'm gonna take another four o'clock game. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh Dallas at New England. I, I was thinking about that one too. That's, yeah, okay. I think I think Dallas should win this game. I would hope convincingly. Um, with the way this offense is looking, the way the defense is playing, um, I think Dan Quinn's defensive scheme that we got going on here should give Mac Jones a lot of issues. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a, it's a good game for the Cowboys to uh, really start their their streak of racking up wins um, against lesser teams because they they don't play the Chiefs until I think week eleven, so they really do have a lot of lesser teams coming up. So this would be kind of a little bit more push to start that streak of you know getting close to those double double digit wins. Um, but yeah, I have Dallas here. Yeah, I would have Dallas too, but you know, it would, I would like to see New England's defense put up a fight. I don't expect Mac Jones to do a whole lot or the New mm-hmm. England offense, but I would like to see New England's defense step up and at least try and make a statement. And last but not least, I have a, I believe, a division matchup, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, we have the Raiders going to Denver. Game of the week because this is the Raiders first game in three plus years without Gruden at the head. And I want to see how they react. I want to see how they bounce back from all this news surrounding the team and the franchise and just everything that's happened. I want to see if they can bounce back and beat an inferior team because there is a lot of talent on this Raiders team. There's a lot of talent. So yeah, I am taking the Raiders to bounce back. I would think it's a I think it's a good Raiders win to bounce back for, but yeah. All right, okay. upset here. Upset pick. Um, Round it upset out. Upset pick. Let's take the Texans over the Colts. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Tickets as low as twenty two dollars to go to that game. <laughs> That's expensive for that game. Come on, it should be like ten. 
Yeah, come on, man. You should just be letting me walk through the door at that point. <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good pick. You, I'm not saying you stole mine, but it's definitely one I was looking at. Yeah. Um. There, there's. I just don't think there's a lot of upset opportunities that present themselves this week. I guess you know if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. I think this is the week where the lions can actually yeah lions get over the hump of that last second field goal loss yeah and they get the last second field goal to win over the Bengals. lions over Bengals. i like it i also like chicago over green bay as an i just couldn't do that nah like Aaron Rodgers just tears up the Bears. <laughs> like I thought about it for a brief moment. Yeah. I was just like, nah, Aaron Rodgers has their number, man. No way. Oh. I thought about it though. Yeah. I thought about it. Um, all right. And then last but not least, obviously, we have to round out this beautiful show with everyone's favorite segment, Durf Zoppler. Durf Zoppler. Sorry to disappoint, but there are no weather impacted games this week. It's gonna be a it beautiful is, Sunday. It is a beautiful Sunday. There are so many games in like the 60s and sunny. It is fall weather, baby. And it is time for some good fall football. It's gonna be great. So exciting. Oh, yeah. Oh boy. So this was Season 4, Episode 12, Episode 132 of On and Off the Field with Durf and Dylan. We will be back next week because Mama didn't raise no wusses. (laughs) 